online at the end of this message today, if you go to the, the app or the church website, there's a video that's dealing with Israel. It's by uh, Jimmy Evans, and I just felt led to share that link with you. You can watch the video after church today, and it's a lot about going on. A lot of people don't know what they're talking about. I think people mean well, but a lot of people are confused and they let too much of their opinion and doctrine or whatever seep into what the Bible just says. But, but this that I've, I've shared, felt led to share, it, it is really good and it's solid and it's something that will help you in an area that so many of us just because it, it's so vast, we can't wrap our minds around it. But it's a 17 or 33 minute video, not sure uh, what all will be available. But if you go to the app on today's message or at the end of the service uh, online, if you're watching uh, through the website, you can follow that. And I want you to watch that about Israel and what's happening this week. And I also want to tell you something else I want you to watch. If you have not watched this past Wednesday night, I want, you to hear, I want you to go do this. I want you to hear what Joe uh, has started sharing on your mark was this past Wednesday night. You've got to hear this, and I want you to do it not when five people are talking to you. I want you to be in a place where you can take this in and receive it. And then the next two weeks, he'll, he'll talk about that. But, but Wednesday night, you can go back and watch that right now on your mark. And I want you to do that sooner than later. But today, we're going to go to the 24th chapter of Matthew. And I want to, just for a few minutes, talk with you about being sensitive or not being sensitive. In fact, I, I'm really talking about uh, being desensitized. And so many people in the world are, have become desensitized to things of God. And I'm, I, I'm, naturally, I mean the church, the body. But I, but I mean, there used to be a level of respect outside the church with, with the community. And a lot of you remember that. Day, years ago, you could say, well, listen, I know I don't do right, but that's, that's a Christian man. That's a godly woman right there. And they lived, or, or people would say, I'm a Christian, and it's like it would put you in in a area of, of not even being questioned. That doesn't happen today. Uh, in fact, you'll probably get cussed out if you tell people you're a Christian, or you'll get hit, or you'll get made fun of, or mocked, or all that. And... And there is a lot of understanding why that has happened like it has. And, and it's not really to blame the world, believe it or not. But I want, I want to tell you what Jesus said. That, that's who I want to talk about for a minute. As I read these uh, two or three scriptures to you, I want you to notice the word many. Jesus said, and because they wanted to know when these things are going to take place that he's talking about, about the temple in Matthew 24. And, and then he said, shall 
many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. And because iniquity, and you heard this a few Wednesday nights ago, I talked about lawlessness. And because lawless, lawlessness or iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. So just in three scriptures, we read the word many talking about a large number of people. It's mentioned four times. But if you back up to chapter 7 of Matthew, listen to what the same Jesus said. He didn't use the word many here, but he used another word. He said, because straight is the gate, you know it, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So the, the first mention of many just happens to, it happens to people as a result of. The second thing we mention is the word few, and that does not happen because people do not pursue that. Many shall be offended. Many false prophets will be around. Many people will be deceived, and the love of many will grow or wax cold. And then there's uh, not many, but a few people that will find the straight, the narrow way that leads to life. Now, let me tell you this. I know that a lot of people, and, and you can look at it if you want to, that this could mean the, the eternal life in heaven. But I want to tell you the Lord Jesus, and I've told you this last week, the Lord Jesus said that I come to give you life and I come to give it to you more abundantly. Listen, you can live the abundant life right now. You don't have to live under a curse. You don't have to live in bondage. You don't have to do that. You don't have to live under the thumb of sin and the world. You don't have to. The option is there before you in the word of God. You don't have to do that. You can live an abundant life that comes through and you can live it consistently because the God is always giving it. The word never stops or ceases. You can do that. But you have to do something. You have to do what the Bible says again for the second way. You have to do. You have to find what that is. It doesn't just happen because you show up in church or you give a great offering, or make a great donation. It, it doesn't happen that way. A lot of people, they do or they give in hopes of thinking, and you read about that in the Bible, and Jesus blistered people for doing that, and why that, that works in the, the corporate world or in a community. You know, donors make this, and they get their names on this and that and all that. I'm not saying that is wrong, but I'm telling you this. Our intentions uh, why we do everything is what God looks at. And so when you do what God says to do, the way God says to do it, you can find that way that leads to life, not only for all eternity, but right here, right now. Got a big old bad drum. Is it me or is it Memorex? 
it might be right here. I've already said this one time today, like the eye doctor, is this better or is this better? It's gone. We live in a, a day, however, where you don't hear a lot about abundant life. You don't hear a lot about finding that, that eternal life, that life that the Lord gives us, not later, but right now. And you need to know about that life right now because, again, with all this alarming, disturbing news in a lot of people's minds and eyes, you need to know the peace that passes all understanding. Amen. You need to know it. You may not feel this today, but I'm telling you, America, America is not always going to do what it's doing in terms of Israel. I'm telling you that there's going to be a time when this book right here says when everybody, they will stand alone, everybody. They'll stand alone. There will come a day. We're not there right this day, this hour, this second. We're not there. That could change. And when all of the things start happening, and you know, all you got to do is throw more of the pandemic and all this other stuff back in here that, that, by the way, it just keeps changing like we didn't see that coming. I mean, go figure. You know, I'm not going there. I'm, I'm really tired of going there. I'm honestly tired of going there. And so as this stuff continues to unfold, you need to know where you can find life while you're still alive, and you need to know where you can find this peace. And the only way you can know that is, is what this is. Because, see, the world really has become a world that expects you to be uh, intolerant uh, or not. Uh, you, in other words, let me say, you've got to choke everything that the world stands for, that the world is trying to champion right now. And so you've got to be sensitive to everything that movie stars, that social media, that television tells you, and even the little clicks and the, the, the modern culture, the cancel culture we live in. You've got to be sensitive to every group, every walk, every uh, mandate, uh, every person, every cause. You've got to be sensitive to that, and a lot of people are and not be sensitive any longer to what the Bible says. So what's happened in the process of all this, in the super sensitive world that we are living in, we are no longer, and we have become over time, uh, we're not sensitive to the Word of God anymore. It's just a book. We don't realize that it is the the spoken word, inspired word of God. We're not sensitive to that. We're not sensitive to what he said about blessing, but also wrath and judgment and holiness. We're not sensitive to that anymore. We're not sensitive to praying anymore. We, we become desensitized to that. We do it when we're in a bind, and we're not really sensitive to praying without ceasing or doing like Jesus. When your life is about to end more than anything, you choose to go spend time with the Father and pray. We have become desensitized. If I call a prayer, prayer meeting here 
not one dozen people will show up because we have become desensitized, and I'm not calling a prayer meeting, uh, to prayer. We don't pray like we should, and that's because we're not sensitive to the voice of God anymore, speaking to us, or us speaking to God, or to hear God. We're not, we're not sensitive to raising our children in a godly home. So we let the school system raise them. We let social media raise them. We let all kind of things they're involved in raise them. We let friends raise them. We let radio. We let music raise them. We, re we let the culture raise them. We let everything raise them. And we're sensitive to that because we don't want them to be excluded. We want them to be included and not left out. So we are not sensitive to our house being a holy home, to being a Joshua 24, 15 house. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. We're not sensitive to that anymore neither. We're not really sensitive to tithing and giving like we should be. We're not sensitive to worshiping God in spirit and in truth. That's what the Father is seeking, people to worship Him, not go through the motions. We had a, uh, a just a quick overview meeting Wednesday night before praise team practice, and lo and behold, I didn't see this coming, but that actually came up about us uh, just sitting down and and researching why we do this. Why do I do this? Do I do it because I enjoy playing or singing? I just like it. But God, the worship of God is not on the forefront of what I'm doing. And if it's not, we need to reevaluate it because it's not a light thing. So we have become desensitized to the true, holy worship of God because he said that's what the Father is seeking people to worship him in spirit and in truth, not just in hobby or in enjoyment. We also are not sensitive to putting God first all the time in everything. When we go on vacation this year, because I'll only be a couple hours away, of all years, and I'm not doing anything. I, I, I want you to understand the time we're living in. I'm not trying to draw attention to me. I very easily could pre-record, and I think I said this. I could, I could pre-record a Sunday morning service like we've had to for months last year. I could do that. And we could play it live as if we were here, like we do Wednesday in, a, in times past. But I can't do that, church. I can't do that right now. I can't do that. If I can worship with people, if I can be, because that Bible verse on that wall out there says, as you see that day approaching, don't forsake the assembling of yourself. Don't live stream it. He didn't say, unless you've got vacation this week. And I know I could, and nobody would say a word about it. I understand that. 
But inside of me, in my walk with God, I will be on the road at 5 a.m. when I go on vacation if I'm still alive and I will be in person in this church. If nobody shows up, I'm going to be here because I understand the day and the hour. I can't just hear these things happening in Israel and watch our country fall apart and socialism is about to take over the whole planet and all this. And the Bible has told this for centuries upon centuries and me just look at it like I'm some desensitized person and I really don't believe what thus saith the Lord over time you are seeing it played out whether you believe it or not you can buy into this world's dogmatic agenda if you want to but it's going down believe it or not like it or not and we better live like the Bible said we better live church we better live We're not sensitive anymore to the blood of Jesus Christ. Do you understand that it wasn't saying a special creed or quoting a, a scripture? Do you under everybody listen and look at me right this minute? If you're on that uh, device, I don't want you to look away. I want you to look and I want you to listen. I want you to understand you would not be saved today or have the opportunity to be saved and have your sins washed if Jesus had not painfully shed all the blood in his body. He didn't get a prick. He didn't get a slice like I did with one of those trees over there the other day. I'm telling you, if Jesus had not have bled, see, there had to be a sacrifice of a spotless lamb. And I know I'm repeating something that I just repeated, but it bears repeating again, you see. He's worthy of all the praise. If Jesus had not, the perfect lamb of God, had not have shed his blood and, and been sacrificed on a cross, that cross looks like a cross to you, but to his Father, Almighty God, it was an altar of sacrifice. He wasn't laying down on an altar like all other sacrifice, but he was hoisted high on a cross, and he was sliced, and he was diced, and he was pierced, and he was chopped on, and he was ripped on, and he was plucked, and he shed his blood so that the blood of Jesus would cleanse your sins. And when you call the name of Jesus, the devil himself will say, uh-oh, the blood of Jesus is over this person and I have to leave. And friends, we have become desensitized to the blood of Jesus Christ. We've gotten used to it. And the blood will never lose its power. It reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. A long time ago, there was a man. I don't think he had big muscles. I, I, don't, think, I don't think he was really as buff as everybody might have, or he's been portrayed in children's Bible stories. But there was a man named Samson in the Bible. Anybody heard of him before? Well, let me tell you about this. Samson, from the time he was born, see, we dedicated children here last week. That's why that is so 
Oh, that's such a holy thing to me because of what I'm telling you. When Samson was born, there was a Nazarite vow given and placed on his life. Couldn't touch dead things. He couldn't drink strong drink. And no razor could come upon his hair. And the power of God back there, while we were singing that second song, I was holding Beckham, and I just put my hand on him, and when it said, draw me close, and I just said, God, anoint this baby even at his age, and I pray that all the time. But the power of God would be on Samson, and he would go out, and he would kill the enemy of the Lord a thousand at one time with just a jawbone. He would do all these things, but something happened. You would think that with that kind of touch from God, what in the world would somebody do to risk that? Well, you see, it didn't happen in one occasion. But over time, over time, something that used to be really sensitive to him, his vow that he made to God, the vow that was on his life to God, he was real sensitive. Stay away from the dead. He, he would stay away from strong, and he wouldn't let any razor touch his hair. But see, over time, because of his flesh, he became desensitized to that vow. Over, you can blame Delilah if you want to, but everybody in this building, you've got something it might be attached to your pride or something you like or whatever. But everybody in here, man and woman, teenager, young adult, college student, everybody, even children, you've got a Delilah attached to you. You do. And over time, the more he flirted and entertained Delilah, which is his flesh, by the way, the more he did that, it felt good to his body. I, in the name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost said, I am talking to somebody in this room right now. Over time, the more he gave in to his flesh because sin is pleasurable for a season. This very book says that. It looks good, the applaud of this world and people liking you and giving you props and compliments and all that. It's good for a little while, the Bible says. But over the course of time, while that happened to his flesh, he was becoming desensitized to his faith and his spirit and his soul. The more he gave into his flesh, the more he flirted with Delilah, the more it didn't really matter. And at the right time, he was completely no longer sensitive to the vow and God and his relationship and all the remarkable things God done in his life. No longer was he sensitive to that anymore. All he was sensitive to was how good it felt to be there with Delilah. And there you go. The hair was off. And in the name of Jesus Christ, Hear today what God is saying. You can play with fire, but you will get burnt. You can entertain it all you want to, 
And you can say, well, I don't want to be ostracized. And see, we're living in a day, and this is the elephant in the room right now, because I said I'm not talking about issues and all this anymore. But I'm still not going to bite my tongue in warning you and telling you because you're precious sheep that God has put in my care. You see, I don't, well, I do care, but regardless of where you stand on the pandemic and all of the other things that's going on in the world and that's going to go on, I'm telling you, if the Lord leaves us here, look at me when I tell you this, starting with pulpits, people are going to have to make hard decisions. I've been telling you that for about two or three years now, way before COVID-19. You're going to have to make some hard decisions because, see, what is happening is people are being conditioned and being prone and and all tools are used money to fear the social accept I'm reading more and more seeing more and more about this social credit system coming into our country that's being used in China and what's going to happen you your children you're not going to be left out you're not going to be ridiculed you're not going to want to be locked down because you didn't give in to something. You may not have given in to a vaccine, but there's going to be something else. And the thought of that, just standing alone with Jesus Christ, oh, we can't handle that. So you can look at me and you can try to read between the lines and figure out if I'm throwing off on this or that and you're wrong on everything. I'm just telling you, you can't be lukewarm but so long if you are a child of God remember I've told you you are a warrior of God in his eyes and preachers preachers can play the pansy preacher can say well I don't want to draw attention look man you're here to draw attention not to you your church your building your campuses you're here to lift up Jesus you're here to draw attention to Jesus we're living in the last days and men better preach like it's the last day and people better live like it's the last day because it is happening I don't care if all of multitudes falls asleep it's not going to stop prophecy from being fulfilled We better work while it's day. I don't care if it's a ball field or a black ceiling in a room or going out here and setting up LOL or handing out tracts or water. We better do what we've got to do while we can because you're running out of time. And after a while, you're going to say, hmm, well, it must be happening because the news is here. I want to tell you that the world I'm referring to right now is what you see right here. You see, the decision comes from right here. When we're in the Word of God, when, when we're in the Word of God, see, we're sensitive to the things of God. When we're in the Word of God, you're more likely to hear the voice of God you're more likely to know the mind of Christ. You're more likely to be led by the Spirit when, you are, when you're in the Word of God. You're going to be sensitive to the things of God. You, you're going to say, well, this is not the year to just to chalk up Sunday. 
and not come back because it's a, it's a half a day of your vacation. No, this is the year when things have got to be different. I've got to tell my flesh no, and I've got to be sensitive to being in God's house all the time, church. This is not the year to play games. I'm telling you now. And I'm glad God's keeping an account. A lot of people worry about that, and I'm real careful about what I say, but it's documented that I've told people over and over again, this is not the year to be playing games like it's not going down. It's going down. And we see the day approaching. And when you're in God's Word, you're going to be of that mindset. You're going to be of that mindset. And that's why I think a lot of preachers do not... Well, we got a lot of smart, brilliant preachers, but I don't think men seek God anymore. Hallelujah. I don't believe they do. You cannot seek God and out of a dozen preachers, you hear two or three warning people, and then you hear the other nine being seeker-sensitive. They don't want to upset the government. They're scared the church is going to get closed down, so everything's taboo. They stay away from it. You cannot be in this book, and you cannot be sensitive to the voice of God and not say the things of God. You can't do it, and I don't care how big your church is or how small it is. So when you're here... You're more sensitive to him than you are anybody else, even your flesh, as I have said. However, if you stay in front of this thing, and this can be uh, that or that or that square thing called a TV. You, 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 if, you being, if you're in front of that, and here's the deal, I'm going to tell you. And I don't care. I don't care. I'm not trying to make people mad, but I want you to hear me today. I didn't come here like to try to give a good speech. There's people that won't go watch that video that I've posted today about, about prophecy. But you'll sit and you'll watch four hours of the news. And you'll believe every lie, every single lie, and you will do everything they tell you to do, but you won't do what the Bible says to do. I've seen it happen I've seen it happen more in the past year and a half than I have in 30 years of ministry. You'll believe every single thing, the new, and then you'll be ticked off at them next week, but back in bed with them, abiding by everything and doing everything they tell But you won't do it. That will happen in this church today. That will happen. That will happen. People will watch the news, and they won't watch something that's eternal. You won't do it. I, I, in the name of Jesus, you won't do it. So we do all that. See, that's why you are not sensitive to things anymore. That's why things probably upset you. That's why you might be sick. Why does the church need $50,000 with all? See, that's what a carnal, uh, 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 desensitized mind says. Why, why we work, uh, what we're trying to sell the school, I'm just using that to cover a lot of different examples here. When you are of God, you mind the things of God. So when you're in front of this God, you mind the things of God. There you go. There you go. You do what your God says to do. You want to know where people's God is? You want to know what people's God uh, looks like? Uh, that person will do everything around that God. No exceptions now. You look, 2021, Bible, Israel, 
all the stuff, lining people up. Do you know this? Hey, God forgive me if, if this is not, if, I, if I'm going back on what I said. And I, I wasn't looking for this this morning, but when I opened up some email just to check something, Columbia University, and I don't know why I'm even telling you. I, I think it's a, a group of engineers out of Columbia University have created the first, the smallest, the smallest, like a microchip. It's so small, it's smaller than a dust mic. You can't see the processor with the human eyes. You have to see it with a microscope. The article just came out like a day or two ago. Uh, uh, what interestingengineering.com, I think. Anyway, so, and, and here's the thing that blows my mind, even with computers, and I, I'm, I'm finishing up here. This, this blows my mind, something that small that you cannot even see. They said, maybe our future of transmitting medical information um, and also and that's where the, the, the social credit system with, with uh, China come up that's, that's where that statement come up and I'm telling you all of this is playing out and has been played out people are in denial of everything if you think, if you say or think anything, it doesn't matter if it's in notarized writing, published, public. If you say anything other than what the world and the news tells you to say, you are a conspiracy theorist. That happened at Calvary a long time ago. They said, well, you need to tell people. Because Jesus wasn't there, obviously, after three days. Well, you need to tell people, we're going to pay you soldiers some money. They got a swoon theory, and then they got this other theory that says that the body was taken by his disciples in the middle of the night. Uh, some of you may have read that in the Bible. All these, and, and so, uh, you know, any disciple that said, no, we've seen him. 500 of us, uh, they're, they're conspiracy theories. Make sure the town knows. These people are out of their mind. They're, they're, just con, they're just trying to generate a revolt. See, this has gone on over and over and over and over again. And so I want to let you know, the more you live, the larger the danger is that you're going to become less sensitive to God, the Word of God, the things of God, the commandments of God, the heart of God, the mind of God, the worship of God, the blood of Jesus, the longer you live. So what do we have to do about it? This is what, this is what we're to do. For, I was in the book of Ecclesiastes this week. And here's, here's a good answer to that. How, do I, how can I stop the train right now? Ecclesiastes 9 verse 8 says this. Let your garments always, everybody say always, that would mean to me anytime that's a time, especially times other than Sunday. Uh, let your garment always be white. That's a, that's a statement of purity and holiness. Let your garment always be white. So that means I'm always going to be concerned about my garment. Amen? Not my flesh, not my pride, not how many likes you give me. I'm going to be concerned about my garment. So, 
that's one of the things I need to really start focusing on. That my garments always be white and let your head uh, lack no oil. Your prayer life needs to be something that's constant all the time. And I quoted it to you twice, but 1 Thessalonians 5.17, I'm going to give you a scripture you can memorize right now. Pray without ceasing. On the count of three, let's say it. One, two, three. Pray without ceasing. See, you learned a verse today. So, I need to make sure that I am praying all of the time. I'm worshiping God all the time. I want my head anointed with oil. Hallelujah. I want my garments. I care about what God thinks about me. My reputation before the holy of holies is what matters to me. I don't care. I cannot be a friend of God and a friend of this world. He said, if you are a friend of this world, you are an enemy of God. So church, again, at some point you're going to make a decision and people are going to leave you, people aren't going to like you, or either people are going to love you and like you and you are going to really, really, really let down God. It's not a good way to say it. But the other thing, in verse 12 of that same chapter says this, For man also does not know his time, like fish taken in a crawl net, like birds caught in a snare. So the sons of men are snared in an evil time. That's what's happening right now. When it falls suddenly upon them. And I've said it, conditioning after conditioning after conditioning after conditioning. We don't have to wear a mask this week, but at the beginning you always have to wear a mask. But next week you might have to wear a mask. And see, you know, it's just like it was said six months ago, eight months ago, about this time of year, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And the timeline, that's what's amazing to me. The true timeline has not fluctuated. It blows my mind. It has not changed a bit. Uh, you know, just like the, the, the gas two weeks before uh, Memorial Day. Who would imagine that? Okay, it's time to stand up. Come on, I want you to stand with me if you would this morning. If you lead this service today, and you are hungry, God you want to be more sensitive to what God is saying then you know what you're going to find out that you don't really you don't really spend a lot of time with things that are not eternal because you actually are in the process of lifting, lifting up your head. And church, this might be the best illustration I've given all day. See, when you lift up your head because your redemption's drawing nigh, the Lord is soon to return. When you lift up your head, that means you are acknowledging God, looking for God, and you have to take your eyes off of people. People can't handle that, amen? People want you to see them, know them, ooh and awe them. 
This world wants you to buy into their system. You cannot look at God and this world at the same time. So today, every person that just would say, you know what? I want to be more sensitive to God and the things of God than I ever have before. Would you just come stand up here with me real quick? And we're going to pray. And then we're going to go make a difference for God. And when I read this Bible and the blood of Jesus is being sung about, and when I think about the love of many waxing cold, that's a process of being desensitized. I'm sensitive about everything, everything you can, everything you can think of, but. I'm not really that sensitive about God and His Word. Father, we're at this altar right now. Lord, we need, we need your help. God, I, I want my prayer life to take on a whole new level. God, I want to use every minute of the day, Lord. It doesn't matter if I'm working or in the yard working. God, I want my mind to be on you, Lord. I want my garment to be white, Father. God, I want to be sensitive about the Word, your blood, your love. I want to be sensitive about the, the hour, the day that I'm living in, Lord. I want to be sensitive about that, Lord. So, Lord, I know that the blood will never lose its power. I know that the blood of Jesus Christ is cleansing people that's calling on your name right now, Lord. And God, I want to always remember what you've done. So God, help me today to focus on what matters. Help me to do what's going to keep my mind stayed on you. Lord, I, I want to be ready, Lord. I don't want to just keep hearing news reports and seeing things. Another blood moon in just a few days, Lord. And God, we dismiss all of these things, Lord, while we just embrace everything else. God, we just, we're not sensitive to you and the things, the signs you've given us, Lord. The season we're actually being able to live in and witness, we're not sensitive. And God, I pray that we would repent. We repent as a nation, God. We repent as a city. We repent as a state. God, we repent as a planet, God. We have took our eyes off of you. We have not acknowledged you. We have not worshipped you, Lord. We've become a friend and a fan of this world, God, and we repent of that. Lord, all of the blood that's on our hands, God, we repent of it. We want to stand before you guiltless, Lord. We want to stand before you with a clean garment, God. We want to stand before you with a head that's been freshly anointed with oil because like you, Jesus, our last closing moments are spent in prayer, Lord. So God, help us to know this. 
Lord, that our schedules will reflect the season we're living in, our prayer life, our day-to-day, our routine, God, when we wake up, our finances, our energy, God, everything we do will reflect the day we're living in, God. We won't ignore what you've blessed us with, God, in helping us to see. And any person that's not a believer, all you have to do, that blood I talked about, is say, Jesus, I believe your blood cleanses me. My sin is greater, Lord, than my ability, Lord. And I need you to wash me clean. I believe you died so I could be saved, Jesus. I will live for you. I will walk with you, Lord. The Bible says when you pray that from your heart that God will forgive you. And all you have to do is just that. Just say, Lord, forgive me. I want to live for you the rest of my life. I'm sorry. I want to make heaven my home, and I want that abundant life the preacher talked about earlier. I want that right now. You do that forever, forever, and I mean forever, you'll live in heaven. And right now, you'll live knowing that when you leave this life, heaven's going to be your home. Father, I pray today that what you have given us all, Lord, God, that we would not be able to escape it or dismiss it, Lord. God, every time I preach, I know that could be the last message I preach. So, God, I I don't want to leave anything uncovered, Lord. I I don't want to be a hireling, Lord, that don't really care about sheep. Lord, I don't want to be an unfaithful steward with what you blessed me with, Lord, the people, the, the, the things you blessed us with, Lord. I, I don't want to be unfaithful, Lord. I want to finish my course, God. So, Lord, let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. And God's people said, Amen.